0: Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. So 2020, I think probably for a lot of us, we are happy to see the back of this year. And it's been a year like none other, right? A year of uh, to, of Unexpectedness, um, a year where I think where obviously COVID has hit, and I've heard this word so many times. Of like, it's been unprecedented. It's been unprecedented. It's been a year of just of just craziness. And um, I think that, you know, obviously, humanity across the globe is still reeling from what hit us, and uh, and our lives. I think have forever been interrupted. Really, eh, with no turning back. It definitely has been a year of unexpected, But I don't know about you, but at this time of the year, I always take some time to reflect on the last 12 months. And, and what I've come to realize is, I was sitting pondering it over the last few weeks. I'm like, well, yes, this has been a year of unexpected. But in the reality, now that I'm now 47, so I've been around the sun a few times, I've come to realize that every year actually has its year has its moments of the unexpected moments and the unexpected season. There probably hasn't been a year that we've gone through where it's like, well, okay, I didn't see that coming, or that was a, a surprise for us. And I, I know probably for all of us, you can understand and can relate that it's there's change happens and maybe it's surprises happen that we're not really expecting. And uh, maybe we have, um, you know, potential heartbreak or hurtful things that take place. Maybe it just means we've got expansion in our lives that take place that are a real challenge and it was the unexpected and its growth, which is awesome, but it's still unexpected. And so as we lead this one very crazy year, I think a year like for a lot of us, we'll go man, twenty twenty. As we leave this year, I want to speak a message that I believe is going to really bring in and, and, and instill some um, some strength into us in terms of knowing how to navigate those those unexpected moments and how to do it well and ensure that it doesn't that life doesn't take us out when those or the unexpected moments don't take us out or, or, t- or sideline us, but we do the unexpected seasons well. So, if you're taking notes, which I think it's always a great thing to do when you're in church, is to take notes that you can go back and reread. Uh, I'm going to entitle this message, Expect the Unexpected, because it always comes. So, expect the unexpected. I'm going to start by reading a wonderful piece of scripture from Ephesians chapter 6. If you've been in church for a while, you hopefully will, have, will be familiar with this piece of scripture. Uh, if, you're not, if you haven't been in church, a lot, then you're going to love this piece of Scripture, I promise you. And it is well known if, uh, or entitled, The Whole Armour of God. So we're going to read from verse chapter 10. Sorry, yes, verse not verse chapter, verse 10. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. A few big words, but let's pray, eh? Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to gather around your Word And Holy Spirit, I pray that as we spend time together and as I speak, Lord, I pray that every word will be laced with the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit. I pray that every single one of us will leave this room changed, that there'll be something that has shifted in our heart and our mind. And Lord, we love you and we honour you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I would like to think that when we become Christians, when we uh, enter into a relationship with God, it means that life is simple, that life is easy and it goes smoothly, But I have come to discover that's not always the case and can often, quite often, be the opposite because, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons, I think. It can be the result of our our own sin. It can be the result of us making dumb decisions. It can be the result of other people's sin. It can be the result of just very natural events taking place, e.g. COVID this year. Uh, it can be the result of the pressure of just expansion. So it's a it's a good thing, but it's still pressure. And it's still a challenge. And it can also be the result of the many traps that the enemy lays down for us, which is what this piece of Scripture talks about. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, life is is a battlefield, and um, the unexpected challenges do always come. They always come. So the good news is, though, that God actually equips us. He equips us to be able to face those challenges. And when we enter into that relationship with Jesus, it means that our life can actually, it can grow, and it can improve. It can actually grow brighter um, when we apply the principles that God has given us. And I love that scripture where it talks about that we are a city set on a hill, and I honestly believe that as Christians, that should be the way that people should look at our lives and go, mate, there is stuff hitting their life, there is stuff hitting her life or his life, but the way that they're responding to it, the way that they're reacting to it, there's something about it as to like, there's some some supernatural something of what's going on with them. So... In spite of the unexpected, God's given us this, this set of tools to be able to navigate the unexpected really well. Um. For me, these tools have been a lifeline in my life. And many, many times when uh, when moments have hit, I've returned back to Ephesians chapter 6 and other scriptures and applied the principle of them. And this is why I'm so passionate to be able to preach about this particular piece of scripture. Because when we apply these principles, then life can, we're, we're able to and we're, we're able to battle and overcome the enemy. And so I want us to be able to really, I, well, Try to go, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit 2021 with the ground running. And um, I know for me in my, my, in my own life, Ephesians 6 has been a, a, a scripture that has kept me grounded and has kept me, I think, probably sane a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, as a way of example, some years ago or some time ago, we had um, some beautiful family friends who I wholeheartedly loved very, very much. And they're the kind of friends, you know, that... Uh, that we, uh, you know, you, one moment you're laughing hysterically, the next moment you're having those kind of serious conversations. And we would, we would talk about like how we're going to change the world. We'd talk about ministry and what God was going to do and how we can impact people's lives, how we can love people more, and you know, just talking about and, and dreaming about the future and what we were going to do, and um, you know, those kind of friends. And they were great people, and they still are. <laughs> what I'm saying like in the past, but they were great. They are great people, and they were, they were fun, and we, and we just, they, they were, you know, they were encouraging and they were inspiring and, and interesting people. And for me, I saw the, the, the closeness of our relationship, or our friendship, I saw that lasting a lifetime. But the problem was that they didn't. And uh, it was almost overnight where it felt like it changed. It was almost overnight where it was suddenly like, ah, oh, you know, like they were just busy and they were suddenly busy with, um, with family and with other friends or busy with work and busy with ministry. And um, it was a really tough season um, you know I had i that friendship I guess which is no longer is as, as important to them as it was to me and i um, I had personally i 'd let them into my inner world i 'd let them into my heart and I value friendships very deeply and I invest a lot into friendships so um, I had let them into that space which i 'm sure a lot of you know where they had, I'd given them, I guess, that's space for them to be able to wreck my heart in one sense. And in one sense, they did. And I had risked being seen by them. If you know what that means, you know we well, they see you and they know you, and in that moment in time where I um, I saw the unavailability as them actually just rejecting me, and and I took it a very it was a very personal moment. I I know their rejection wasn't with with was it mean? It wasn't with intention or it wasn't with malice. And circumstances, when I look back now, circumstances were changing our lives. We weren't in each other's day-to-day as much, and they obviously had to invest into other areas. But um, I took it, nevertheless, it was still very much a very deep rejection, and um, just that their friendship was no longer as important to them as it was to me. And Christine Kane, who is a well-known preacher, she's a well-known teacher, and she made this statement uh, when she was speaking one day, and she went through a very similar experience and spoken very openly about it. And she said, "Perhaps there is no greater pain than the type of pain of being seen and then unexpectedly rejected." And I honestly, I felt like I've been knocked off my feet. I was left gasping for air. I was just like, "God, how do I deal with this pain?" And it went very, very deep. It was the last thing that I expected from friends that I had trusted and I and I had respected them so much. And the wound went incredibly deep. I was actually, I actually understood. I was like, "Okay, this is why people go to lengths to numb the pain." That's how how deep the pain went for me. And I, um, the enemy. Had a field day with my mind. Honestly, it was a field day. The thinking went from where did that go wrong? to where did I go wrong? To what's wrong with me? And I over and over I would think in my mind, I was like, I'd sit there and think, but you knew me and you saw me, and I wasn't enough. And that was that was the lie of the enemy that he would keep reiterating that message of, I wasn't enough, I'm not enough, I wasn't enough. And, um, and there was just so many ways that he could reinforce that message. The enemy, honestly, is a nasty, nasty bit. nasty guy. <laughs> uh, we've been in ministry since we were married, and so our whole lives are about relationships. So I knew that without a doubt that, that the enemy would have, was doing everything that he could to force me or to try and get me to close off my heart and to, um, I guess, back off from people and to not trust people or to not open my heart to people. And uh, it was it was a long um, road of recovery, I guess you could say. It was it was truthfully, it's left scars to this day that still the enemy can exploit if I'm not walking closely with God. But it was this portion of scripture out of Ephesians chapter six that I started praying and that I started quoting and started reading and meditating on to be able to figure out how do I heal and how do I recover from this very painful road. So I don't know. For you guys what your current battle is. And I don't want to be a doomsday preacher, but you know, we're going to face more battles in 2021. 2021 is going to be a face, going to be a, going to be a year of the unexpected again. You know, there'll be something that will come your way. But what I want is, I think God needs is a company of people who are going to be our stand up and go, you know what? No matter what, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to choose to win. I'm going to choose to overcome the enemy and choose to stand strong. Amen. Amen. So let's break down the scripture a little bit more. I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to pull some key scriptures out of it. I or some key points out of it. I um, I'm not going to go through. Obviously, we talked and I read out the whole armor of God there, but I don't want to. Uh, I'm not going to. I don't have time to go through every piece of the armor. But what I do want um, you to do is to go away and just study it for yourself because it is a beautiful piece of scripture. So go and and study it. Go and spend time reading it after today. All right. So I've got three or four points. Depends on how how far I get, how quickly I get through um, I always seem to write a whole lot and then I end up talking a lot more <laughs> or going off bunny trails so you don't get through everything but point and they're very simple points I'm a simple kind of girl so point number one stand strong all right, stand strong. Verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong and in the Lord and the power of his might. So be strong. I absolutely love that language. It says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Our strength is found in him, it's found in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we access and we step into the name and we access his power, then we are actually able to come and overcome and deal with those unexpecteds that come our way. But it is a choice, okay? It's a choice that we have to do, choose to be strong in the name of. Of Jesus Christ and um, honestly he will he will walk with us to uh, to bring freedom into those spaces when those un- unexpected uh, moments hit but Tell you what, how beautiful is that word? And I, uh, you know, Joshua. Uh, God told Joshua in Joshua chapter one, he had to tell him four times. Joshua was facing the unexpected. He was crossing over the River Jordan, taking the children of Israel into um, into, the, into the Jericho, the promised land. And he had to tell him four times, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So I think when we're, when we're facing 2021, God has to reiterate, be strong and courageous for whatever you, is coming your way. So let's be a people that no matter what, what comes our way that we choose to lean into God, lean into the Spirit of God, lean into Jesus Christ. When we walk in His power, He honestly, He energizes us and there is something about the supernatural energy of God that enables us to overcome. I, um, you know, you probably, I hope that you are like me. We, every so often you might get a kind of a comment of like, oh, wow, how come you're always so energetic and joyous and and I'm like it's because we live, we've got the holy spirit in us so every morning we start with the with the, the spirit of god and the presence of god and I honestly believe that we should be the most the joyful and overcoming people on planet earth Verse 11, put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay, I know this is quite a little bit heavy for a Sunday morning, possibly, but can I tell you, church, the devil is relentless and... Uh, who relentless to come after you and come after your life? All right, we live in a, in a spiritual world. It's very easy for us to get tied up in the natural world, where we just feel like we want to. Um, we we see we it's what sorry we're looking at what we can hear, what we can see. Uh, we we depend on our five senses, but the reality is is that this spiritual world is a very real world. Okay, A very real world. Uh, There's some very real ugly, some very wicked, some very evil powers in the spiritual world. And they are after our, our soul. The Bible tells us that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Jesus tells us that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. Just take a moment to think about that, right? He stays clocked in on your life. He stays clocked in to try and—and He studies you to try and break you down. But the good news is, is that we serve a God that is all-powerful, that is almighty, and that's why He has given us these tools to be able to overcome that very real enemy. But let's just make sure that we are fighting the right fight, all right? Let's remember that in every circumstance that, yes, people or circumstances or situations can cause the pain. But at the end of the day, the real battle, the real battle is the spiritual battle. So it's not the person, it's not the group, it's not the group of people, it's not the circumstance, but the the devil is the real enemy, the freaking silly devil, actually, because <laughs> he is silly, and we and we can overcome. On my journey of healing of that friendship, you know, initially I started out with just, oh God, I, I don't know how to deal with this pain. I don't know how to deal with it. And I would sit, I would kneel beside my bed and go, God, how do I... How do I deal with this pain? And that's all I really could pray. I would lift my eyes to heaven and and, and just say, God, help me. But as I started spending more time in his word and and focusing on Ephesians 6, that was when I was actually able to pray. And I would pray this prayer every single day. I would say, God, I thank you that my battle is not against flesh and blood. So therefore, it means that I can pray for those friends and I can pray blessing over them. And I can pray that they'll flourish in their other friendships and they will succeed in every single area of their lives. And as we take up and as we pray scriptures like that, then the enemy is disarmed and, and and, and, the, and the healing comes in those moments and those when those unexpected moments hit. So let's not allow the enemy to knock us around. Let's not passively sit. Let's not passively just be knocked over by what the enemy is throwing our way in these unexpected moments. But let's be a people who's going to stand up, like I've said, and be willing to fight the right fight. Fight the right fight. Give that real enemy a good kick up the rear end, right? <laughs> All right. So point number one, stand strong. Point number two is tell the truth. I want you to tell the truth. Verse 14, it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Or another translation is, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Okay. I love the imagery of that, actually buckling that belt up of truth, that, that truth of belt, that belt of truth, that belt of truth up. Uh, so this might seem really elementary to some, right? Where you're just like, okay, yeah, tell the truth. But can I tell you, after all my years of pastoring and the years that we've been in ministry together, life would be so much more simple if people just told the truth. <laughs> and if in those moments of unexpected, when that stuff hits, it's like, tell the truth and tell the full truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> all right, so when the, um, you know those moments when, you, when you're sort of telling the truth as well. I grew up... Um, and I don't know why, I can't give necessarily explanation for this, but I grew up with having a real fear of authority. And uh, whenever I I did something wrong or if, or if something wasn't completely perfect, maybe I'm a, a, a perfectionist, then I would feel like I, it needed to be perfect. So I would feel like that if someone questioned me about what went wrong, I would kind of gloss over some facts. Do I have any friends in the house? Where you'd kind of go, well, here's what happened. And then I might have just left maybe some key crucial facts out <laughs> just to make it not so bad. And, um, you know, I'd cover here, I'd cover there, and I'd cover everywhere. Yeah? <laughs> so um, but what I found is, and I know I've got some friends in the house, but <laughs> one day I just thought, this is crazy. Why am I just, why am I trying to make it better than what it was? Like it, it, yeah, I mucked up. And I so one day I just thought, right, I'm just gonna tell the truth. And so I did. And I tell you what, it is liberating. (laughs) It is liberating to tell the truth. So just, you just need, just tell the full truth. Honestly, it makes such a difference as there is freedom in it. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make up. It's okay to, um, you know, that happens. Read Pastor Paul's book on failure. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, the other great thing is that Jesus wants to help you to live a lifestyle of truth, okay? He wants to help you. Honestly, He does. When you lean again into Jesus, He is the way, the truth, and the life, all right? So when we trust in Jesus and God and say, Jesus, I need, to, I need you to help me to be truthful, then he, uh, he infuses His Holy Spirit power to enable you to do that. So, so lean into Jesus. Lean into His power and His strength, and He will enable you to do that. The other thing I, I just want to encourage you is that God knows your truth and he can handle your truth as well. And uh, many of you will know that um, some years ago, my brother-in-law passed away from cancer and I um, he was a, he was amazing he was a, just a great guy he married my sister when I was still in high school so he was very much like an older brother to me and um, we had really believed I believed that he could be healed he had about two years of his cancer of that journey and I had prayed for so many people in the past to be healed physically I have a real faith in that area to believe that God can heal people and um, and so I prayed for so many people we'd seen a lot of miracles in, the, in times gone by and so I believed that God could heal Chris. And to this day, I still do believe that he could have healed him. But he chose not to heal him. And it rocked my world. It rocked my faith. It rocked everything that I was about. I was just like, God, what the heck was that? What the heck was that? But I think that one of the most important things I did during that time was I was completely honest with God. And I prayed some very ugly prayers before him. But I went before him in honesty. And I was like, God, I don't get that. I do not get that, Lord. It's like, I don't, I, I don't understand. We've worked all these years in ministry. We've walked with people through cancer. We've prayed for people. And now it hits our own family. And this happens. And I told God, I, I would say, I was like, God, I don't even know if you're a good God. And I even had questions like, God, are you even real? And I had to be very honest with God in that sense. And he was, and, and I was a pastor. I was I was pastoring at the time. I was, um, I had loved God. I and I, I loved God and I'd been through so many experiences with him, but I still had these thoughts in my head, but I had to be honest with him. And it was, and then I then I would go on, and for weeks I would pray. I'd be again by the side of my bed, I'd be praying, and God saying, God, I don't understand. I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand. And it was that was my constant prayer is: God, I don't understand. This does not make sense to me. I don't understand. Understand, and one day I was reading, I was I was reading the Word of God, and um, I was re- reading Isaiah chapter forty, verse twenty-eight. You know, in your times of trouble, you've got to keep turning up to God. And they said, "Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. His understanding." It was like the Holy Spirit just went. You know what? There it is. His understanding is unsearchable, and I was, and God just spoke into that moment, and I realized that I don't have to. I don't have to understand everything, but God does. But I don't know that if I hadn't been in the Word of God, if I hadn't been honest with Him, if I hadn't been truthful with Him, I don't know that He would have been able to speak into that space for me and to bring healing into that space. We had to be completely honest with God. He can handle our truth. He wants to hear it. When it came to that journey with my friends, I would stand, I would sit again beside the, the side of my bed and I would cry out and I'd say, God, I feel so rejected. I feel so rejected deep down in the pit of my, of my being. And then one day it was just like God just said to me, he goes, or it was, I guess it was Jesus speaking to me just saying, I get that. I get that. His best friend rejected him and betrayed him even more so and sent him to the cross. The 11 others of his friend abandoned him in his hour of need. So he said, I understand the rejection. And when we lean into him and we're honest with him, he's able to bring healing into that space. So can I encourage you, be honest. What's going on in your world currently? What's the unexpected that's hit your world? And are you being honest with yourself? Are you being honest with God? Are you being honest with others? Because honestly, when we are, when we bring truth into that space, um, it gives room for the Holy Spirit to move. And I can guarantee you, I can promise you that there is joy and there is greater freedom and there is greater liberty when we are completely honest and completely truthful with each other and with God. Alright, so stand strong and tell the truth. Point number three, I want you to work the Word. Okay, work the Word. Verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Who loves the Word of God? Amen. 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 Tell you what, church, Oh, I, I just love this book. I love this book to the point that it's falling to pieces. <laughs> I love this book and I love the author of this book. And Oh, how, I, so how often I, I urge people and I pray and I encourage people to pick this book up and to read it and to love it and to, um, to love the author and to love him with all of, all of your heart. Um, honestly, if you truly knew the power in this book, you would be picking it up every single day. It has the power to transform us from the inside out because God created this book. He wrote this book. This is the way that you get to know him. And then this is the way that he teaches you of how to live life well. So the more time that you spend in this book, the more <laughs> the stronger that you are. And you need to be able to, but it needs to come off that bookshelf. needs to come off that bedside table, Right. <laughs> Let me read you this beautiful Scripture out of 2 Timothy. It says, There's nothing like the written Word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful, one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. Hebrews defines it as a double-edged sword that pierces through the bone and marrow. And I want you to listen to this. This is how the psalmists describe the Word of God. They tell us that the Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I just want you to listen to these words and this language. The Word gives us light. It gives understanding. It gives wisdom. It's It's described as sweet to the taste and better than fine gold. The Word is an inheritance to you and to your children. It gives hope. It upholds you. It's peace. It's life. It's strength. It's comfort. It's truth. It's righteous. It's pure. It prevents you from stumbling and it enlarges your heart. It keeps you safe. It is the greatest treasure the greatest treasure. It blesses you. The Word revives you. And do you know what? That All of those descriptions that I have just read is just from one chapter in Psalms. Just from one chapter. Imagine if you scour the rest of the Bible for explanations around what the Word of God is. It comes from Psalm 119. If you want to start anywhere, pick up that Psalm. It's the longest Psalm in the Bible, but spend time reading it. I, a couple of summers ago I just spent time just reading it, looking at the, the language they use and the Scripture and the nuances of, the, of this particular Psalm. It's beautiful. And it's the one way is one of the best ways to fall in love with the written word is start in that particular psalm but I encourage you to turn the TV off open up your bible app instead of your social media apps <laughs> cuz god loves you and he wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to you through the word but he can't do it if you're not in the word right and he wants to, um, you know, Pastor Paul talked a few weeks ago about the illuminated uh, the, or the rhema Word of God. And this is where God will speak to you personally out of the written Word of God. And he will, you'll be reading through it, and then, one, and then in a moment, you'll he'll, he'll be just like, oh, my gosh, I get that. Much like when my brother-in-law passed away, it was like God just used that. He just um, brought, lit up that Scripture for me. But you've got to be in it. For God to speak that rhema message to you, you've got to be in it, all right? So, so get into the Word of God. Uh, One of the most significant shifts that came in my life personally for me was when I started not just reading the Word of God, but actually studying the Word of God and and meditating on it and memorizing scriptures. One of my favorite ways to do that now is to actually record. I mean, there's a whole lot of ways, right? You can stick them up in your mirror. You can, I don't know, you know, a million and one ways to get the scripture into you but what I and then and then to be able to pray so what I what I do now is I record myself onto my phone <laughs> it's in my own voice but I record scriptures and so when I'm out walking when I'm when I'm in the car on my own I start praying in scriptures because they're in my spirit and I'm praying I start praying them people think I'm a little bit crazy maybe they're in the car sitting next to me and sometimes I'm just going for it and I'm praying scriptures out loud but what it does is it it forces me to discipline my mind and to focus my mind and it focuses onto the the healthy things and the good Things rather than the um, than the destructive thought patterns that I can very easily get into, and I know for a lot of you, you understand what I say when I say destructive thought patterns because we've all been there, right? Those destructive thought patterns, and so, but when you start applying the Word of God. To those thought patterns. When you take scriptures and you start praying them, scriptures that enlarge you and encourage you and bring you joy, you start applying those scriptures instead of the destructive thought patterns, then your life changes for good. It changes, it makes you stronger, and enables you to overcome and to battle and to confront and to walk through those unexpected moments. So I don't know what it is, like, whether the season that you're going through at the moment, but there's some, or some things that you've been in the past where those, those things that rerun in your mind, that conversation that just keeps going, right? It might be that you're struggling with your, in your marriage. It might be that you're struggling with work. Maybe you've been made redundant in this crazy year, which my heart goes out to you and we pray for you. Maybe, maybe you're facing a year of, of another job coming into 2021 that's just boring. And you're thinking, how do I handle another year of, mon- of it just being mundane? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you've been given a a massive promotion and you're like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you're freaking out. Because you're like, how on earth am I going to face that challenge? I don't know what it is for you. Maybe Maybe you've been through an incredibly emotional heartbreak. Maybe someone has damaged you very deeply, either physically or emotionally or mentally. But whatever that is, I want you to know that you can start praying, and you can take the word of God, and as those, and and, and you can replace the the heartbreak and start to bring healing or faith into that space. So you can start praying and pr- actually praying the scripture. So praying that is saying, Thank you, God, that greater is He that is in me than he who is in the world. Thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you that I don't have to be conformed to the standards of this world, but I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind that I might know the pleasing and the perfect will of God. Thank you that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that raises itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. When you start praying and declaring scriptures like that over your life, things shift and start changing in your life. But you've got to know the Word and then you've got to pray the Word. You've got to pray it with strength and with authority. So take the Word of God and learn it. Take it. Breathe it in and pray it. Use it as that weapon. It's a weapon. God describes it as a weapon. It's a sword. So pick it up and start using it to fight those battles and to face the unexpected. You've got to stand strong. You've got to tell the truth. You've got to work the Word. And last, you've got to pray. Pray powerfully. The last scripture I'll quickly refer to, Ephesians 6, 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. Church, we've got to pray. Just pray. Pray the Word of God. But it doesn't matter what your prayers look like. They can look ugly. They can look quiet for a season. They can look loud and raucous. We all pray differently at different times. And and every situation requires a different type of prayer. But pray. God just wants you to talk with Him and He wants to talk to you. But we've got to get into His presence. And as we do, it enables us. It strengthens us. Pray in the Spirit. If you speak in tongues, pray in the Spirit every single day, can I encourage you? Because when those unexpected moments, it means that you're, you're strong spiritually. You've got a strong call when you pray in the Spirit, and you look to Him and keep your eyes focused on Him. Our God is a good, good God. So I don't know what unexpected situation you're facing this year. No, none of us do, right? And I know that the enemy is, like I've said, he's out to try and bring destruction into your life. He's out to try and watch you crumble. But I know that with applying principles and applying the Word of God, applying prayer, applying telling the truth, I know that you can win, that you can overcome, that you can make 2021 2021 a year where people will look and go, mate, in spite of the unexpected that came into her or his life, they conquered and they won and they overcame and they and they walked with joy and with strength and with authority. So I want to encourage you: stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Stand strong. Tell the truth. Work the Word. Love it. Love Him. And pray powerfully. Yeah. I'm going to pray for you now, Father. I thank you that 2021 is going to be an amazing year. We thank you for what has gone in 20, 2020. We thank you that 2021 will be something that will hold the unexpected for all of us. But at the same time, you equip us, you give us every tool to be able to flourish in life and to be able to succeed and to be able to continue to walk, in, walk forward in spite of the fear, in spite of the unknowns, in spite of the stretching. So Father, I pray your blessing upon every single person in this room. May they be conquerors. May they know that they can win. May they know that you have them on, you have they have you on their side as they press into you, Lord God. I pray and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.